You lived it. We play it. Still 93.3 KIOA. It's Luke and Jeremy. Good morning. Good morning. So, Jeremy, I was laughing when I found this story this morning. I guess it happened late last year. So, for some reason, it's only just now getting around. Mm -hmm. But there was a police officer who had made an arrest. He had the suspect handcuffed in the back of his police car. And... In the process of from when he put the guy in the car to when he was standing outside and around the car, an acorn, innocent garden variety acorn, yes. fell on top of the police car and bounced off. Okay. Normal everyday occurrence, right? Correct. Well, the police officer, for some reason, thought that the acorn falling on the car was a gunshot coming from the suspect. Oh. He then proceeds, along with his partner, who is on the other side of the car, they proceed to start emptying their clips into the police car. Yikes. This poor guy who is in the car, who did not do any kind of weaponry, is just ducking and bobbing and weaving, hoping to not get hit by the police. Oof. And thankfully, he didn't. The officer who thought he had heard a gunshot, but it was instead an acorn hitting the top of his car, ended up resigning yeah. last year, at the end of last year, because of this whole incident. Whew. Could you imagine? No. I it, On all aspects, no. Have you ever made a mistake, though, like that, where you've heard something and you thought it was something entirely different? Where I randomly started shooting at people? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, no not that i can think of <laughs> i'm glad me too <laughs> that would be scary uh thankfully the guy in the back of the car was okay but good night i have so many questions that we don't have time to get into <laughs> right now because there i'm sure it's just a lot there. yes there's a lot that we probably don't know a lot that we'll never know yes it's scary Mornings with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. If I knew that this was going to be the future yes. of college athletics, scholarships, I I guess, I, I mean, I know I didn't have any control over it, but man, I would have prayed to have been born 40 years later. You're going to have to explain some things, because if you were born 40 years later, you would only be five. Therefore, you would not be going to college yet. I understand, but the chances of me being able to go on a scholarship would be even better. Here's okay. here's what I'm trying to say. A couple of kids from Colorado just became the first college athletes to get scholarships to play Division One Cornhole. That's not a real sport. It's a real thing. I never, never could have thought that me playing just a fun side hustle would lead to um, college or go into a national level and playing. This is something that is now going to give kids an opportunity to, to get scholarships, potential full rides eventually. And there are so many kids that want to make this their career, and I think this is the gateway to make that happen. Yeah, the, the names of the kids are Jackson Remnick and Gavin Hammond, and they went to high school together near Denver, which I guess has a strong cornhole program. Even know. he said it was just a side hustle. Yeah. It's not a real sport. But his side hustle got him a scholarship to college. 
Mine did too. I had a side hustle that turned into a scholarship. Uh, both of the guys got scholarships to Winthrop University, which is in South Carolina, I believe. Okay. And that, they didn't say that they got full rides, well, yeah. but they did get scholarships. Yeah. But they do think that in the future, full ride scholarships are possible for things like cornhole. Okay. I'm in. Like, I'm a, I'm a pretty decent cornhole player. Like, I could have maybe gone for this rather than getting that, like, $500 scholarship for being on the radio in high school. You only got $500 for that. That's all I got. I got more than that for my mascot scholarship. I got a scholarship to be the mascot. Yeah, but I wasn't... Man, I still had to try out for the college radio station. <laughs> I, I walked in there like, do you understand? I'm a scholarship for radio. I don't think you did the scholarship thing right. I think you went about it a weird way. Because... <laughs> That's not that's not how that works. That makes me really sad to know that the mascot scholarship was way more than the radio scholarship. Yeah, because I was way cooler. Could you be making more right now being a mascot than oh being God, on the radio? Yes. Are you kidding? <laughs> so much more. And now, more fun with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Yesterday, the Kansas City Chiefs had their parade through the streets of Kansas City to celebrate their Super Bowl victory. And just like they've done now two other times after the Super Bowl, they end up at Union Station. Yeah. And a big party afterwards. There's <laughs> videos of drunk Travis Kelsey up on the stage singing Friends in Low Places. Yeah, he tried to change the words to yeah. make it make sense, but I don't think anything in his brain made sense yesterday. Not so much, no. Most of the players were lit drunk yesterday when they got on that stage and we've got several kansas city chiefs fans here in the building in fact while i was at my desk working i could hear several of you yeah. all watching the coverage of the parade because um, it started at what like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock the the parade actually started at 11 but the coverage started at four o'clock yesterday morning oh, people were camped out yeah for that parade and i remember at one point jeremy came and showed me you know pictures of people parked you know on the on interstate, the interstate. I mean, it was, there were a lot of people down there. Unfortunately, it looks like at the end of the celebration, Ugh. things turned violent. Uh, I think the last number I saw, 22 yep. people were shot mm -hmm. or injured at the very least. One person, unfortunately, passed away. Just so happened to be a radio personality yeah. down in Kansas City. You did not know this person. I did correct? not know this person, okay. no. Well, I mean, obviously, Jeremy, you had been witness to a couple of celebrations down in that Union uh, Central area. Union Square, excuse Union me? Station. Union Station, excuse me. Uh, you saw like the the first time the Chiefs, or the second time, I guess, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and then the Royals no. celebration as well, right? So Royal celebration, yes. And I never actually went down to right. Union Station for any of these because being in radio, I was always the person, you know, back in the studio pushing the buttons and doing the things. Plus, where the parade route is that they take whenever they have these big celebrations. Mm-hmm. Went right in front of my apartment that I lived in at the time. Yeah. So you either had to get out or you had to stay in. Mm -hmm. The porta potties. That's where the porta potties went was my apartment building. Yeah. So I usually ended up sleeping at the radio station and having to, you know, work that. But I watched it on TV and listened to it before I did the um, Royals when they won the Super Bowl or when they won the World Series, excuse me, and then the first Super Bowl win. I was in Kansas City as well for mm -hmm. that one. And. 
the the atmosphere in the city when something like that happens is just electric like you can feel everyone is so happy and it's such a cool thing so even watching it on tv you could feel it and you know we all watched it here and when it was done you know i turned off my screen and went about my business and not 10 minutes later that's when i saw that there had been that shooting mm-hmm. and my heart just dropped yeah just absolutely dropped and now i'm seeing on my facebook page you know all of my friends that are still down there checking in and a lot of stuff about the uh dj who unfortunately passed away and it's just it's it's sad yeah it's really sad to see a place that you love so much going through something like that and it's it's a weird feeling i bet yeah so it's it's a great celebration i'm glad that they were able to celebrate and everyone had a great time it just sucks how it ended yeah uh, obviously, uh, our our thoughts are with you know all the people who were injured. It looks like I mean, and unfortunately, there kids, were a lot of kids were injured. A and, lot of kids were hurt in this, and that makes it even worse. Yeah, thankfully, none of their injuries were life threatening. At least that's what we're seeing thus far. Obviously, yeah. more information is going to come out today. Uh, but yeah, we're obviously thinking of our uh, our colleagues down in Kansas City today, and uh, the Everybody. whole community as well. Yeah, uh, just it's unfortunate that you know they were trying to do something super fun to bring the community together and something like this had to happen yeah and unfortunately something like this will probably never happen again as far as the celebrations because it's changed everything has changed it's luke and jeremy on 93.3 kioa the fallout continues after the super bowl bet payoff earlier this week if you haven't heard we'll catch you up Jeremy and I put a Super Bowl bet down. I bet on the 49ers. Obviously, I lost. So Jeremy was allowed to destroy one of my Lego creations, which just so happened to be the first Lego set I ever put together, the Lego Millennium Falcon, Mm -hmm. of course, Star Wars. And after we posted the video of you throwing it off of a second floor balcony onto the concrete hard floor below, Mm -hmm. covered in carpet, you got a little bit of hate. People a little could, bit. People couldn't believe that not only would you destroy my Legos, but you would destroy such a sacred Lego in the Millennium Falcon. I just want to put this out there again. I did not choose that one for a specific reason. Luke volunteered that one for me to destroy so I wouldn't destroy his Disney castle. I I. I don't know if I necessarily put forth the Millennium Falcon. I was yes, just giving you did. I was giving you options. And you steered me in a direction where I would take the Millennium Falcon by being like, Oh well, I mean it was my first one. I don't really care about it that much anymore. I didn't say it. It would that. be okay if that one is the one that you decided you wanted to destroy. I don't like, recall saying that. You bait and switched me so fast. Well, because here's it was the thing not even funny. Here's the thing. I knew she was going to get hate from Star yeah. Wars fans. Yeah, he did. I didn't think about that. You know why? Because I'm not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Just say what you want to say. You're not a Star Wars nerd. I'm not a Star Wars fan. Say what you want to say. I am not a Star Wars fan. Okay. <laughs> Don't bait me. I'm not doing it again. But it I'm looks not like following you down this road. It looks like you are not alone. I have one person on my side. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. Uh, yeah, Jeremy got an email from Travis. Yes, I got an email from Travis, and it says, quote, I listened to the radio show and heard all the hate mail you have received about destroying the Falcon, and I just want to send this message of support to you. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. You're the only one. <laughs> I'm just like you. I couldn't care less about Star Wars and the franchise's fans are so obnoxious that I have actually made it a principle to make sure I never watch anything Star Wars. 
Thank you for the morning entertainment. And no, not everybody hates you. I didn't say that anybody hated you, for the record. I've gotten plenty of hate (laughs) comments on social media and emails from people that were like, how dare you? I hate that you did this. I hate you. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I am sorry (laughs) that I am not a Star Wars person. I didn't watch it growing up. Never got into my my thought process. Okay. Now, I'm not as gung-ho anti-Star Wars as my friend Travis here is, but it's just not my thing. I just want to so, point out, I did not encourage anyone to hate He didn't encourage Jeremy. it, but he did push it forward a little bit by giving me the Millennium Falcon to drop. I knew that Star Wars fans would be upset, and so you I figured knew. you would hear from them. But you I, knew. I didn't encourage them to say they hate you. But you knew that it was going to get rough. You, She did not do it out of hatred of Star Wars. It was more no. just to pay up my bet from the Super Bowl. He offered it up. I did not choose the Millennium Falcon on purpose. Look. I'm not anti-Star Wars. I'm anti-Luke Matthews right now. <laughs> I give up. I'm just saying, this, the Star Wars fandom is a lot more boisterous and more vociferous than oh, the words. Disney fandom. Well, and you knew. You knew exactly what you were doing. You knew. You New. I mean, I didn't. You're going to pay up this bet. Ha, ha, ha. But watch this. I'm going to sick the Star Wars kids on her. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. But at the same time, at the same time, I knew what I was doing. You (laughs) knew. You knew. Lights. Camera. Vocal cords. It's time for Sound Effects Theater with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. This is always one of my favorite parts of the week because it just shows me that... I am smarter than some people out there. Yeah, that I will definitely give it that. Yes. yes, I do feel a little smarter. It is an all Florida man edition of Woo! Sound Effects Theater this week. It needed uh, to happen. Yes. Uh, Jeremy, I can do my story first here. Oh, great. Are you excited? So excited. All right. All right. <clears throat> uh, cops woo, woo, woo. in New Smyrna Beach, Florida got a call ring, ring. on Tuesday about a guy who decided to take his truck for a spin woo. on the beach and drive it into the ocean. It's like you're really there. Uh, his name is Jason Bruskovich. Uh You're actually allowed to drive on the beach. It's hot there but not always uh it was closed to cars because of the weather and the tide was too high uh uh look up there i don't know how do you do a high tide <laughs> i was really hoping you were going to go into the blondie song the, the tide uh, yeah high. you know i was just trying to think of what a tide sounded like i uh, like it okay jason didn't care though he went around a closed gate Whoop. and <laughs> that said do not enter do not enter and drove his white dodge ram <laughs> pickup truck <laughs> Into the water. Lifeguards. Uh, uh, I'll save you. Were the first to respond after they saw him driving back and forth in the waves and trying to do donuts in the sand. The water he was in was about two to three feet high. The police eventually got him out and onto dry land. No more water sounds. Uh, And here's the quote that's making the headlines. When they said he shouldn't have been driving in the water, he told them, quote, It's not my fault. The truck don't surf. (laughs) They charged him with failing to pay the beach access fee and released him on a $200 bond. His truck had to be towed off the beach. (laughs) 
<laughs> but based on the stupid grin in his mugshot, he does not regret it. I watched the video of this. Dude is literally driving his truck in the water in the ocean. Is he trying to surf? Is he like a surfer dude trying to surf his truck? Or? He, he looks like a surfer that like time forgot. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying. I, I mean, I don't know any surfers, so I'm trying to imagine what that must be like. Yeah, it's something. Interesting. All right. You ready for mine? I'm ready. A 43-year-old man in Florida named Jonathan Whitesides was arrested after he drunkenly <laughs> drove up to a sheriff's substation on Sunday. He's a mechanic for the local school board, and it all started when he was hauling an airboat. <laughs> And it fell off his trailer right in front of the sheriff's station. Some cops took notice and saw that he appeared drunk. Uh, uh, Look at my airboat. (laughs) Airboat. (laughs) Before they could nab him, Jonathan left the scene, but he later came back back. with another man. Named James. This is James. <laughs> the two men began arguing. No, I'm James. No, you're James. I'm James. And the cops woo, woo, woo. came out. Hey, hey, who are you guys doing? One deputy tried to get James to calm down. Could you calm down? But then Jonathan took a quote aggressive stance huh. toward. <laughs> what you couldn't see is that I did it. <laughs> I wish you could see what just happened. I, like I was, gonna, oh, I was about ready to fight Daniel son. <laughs> He did go all karate kid on him. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, charged at him <laughs> and yelled in his face. <laughs> Put me back in the game, coach. Jonathan was arrested and given a breathalyzer. And two breath samples showed his breath alcohol content was 0.334 and Ding. 0.307. Ding. That's way, way over the legal <laughs> threshold of 0.08. Whatever happened to James? No, no. <laughs> James. James just wandered away. Yeah. He was like, I'm not drunk enough for this. And he left. In the airboat. In the airboat <laughs> that was on the highway. I don't know what just happened. It got it got weird, but got very weird. Hashtag where's James? <laughs> 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 He's gonna fight somebody. Oh my goodness. That is your sound effects theater this morning. It's Luke and Jeremy. On wow. KIOA. Back to Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. A Facebook friend of mine, because I know Jeremy doesn't like it when I call them my friends, uh, was post- <laughs> posted about this the other day, and I knew this was right up our alley. Okay. Because he said that he turned in his brother-in-law because he his brother-in-law was bragging to him about how he apparently has access to his company's credit card oh and he's supposed to be using it for things like gas especially for right company vehicles for company things yes yes that's what you use a company card for and he said that his brother-in-law admitted to him that over the course of roughly about the last six or so months he's been testing it out to see if he could get away with little things on this credit card and he started off just Buying himself lunch, like Mm. once every couple weeks. And then it turned into buying himself lunch a couple times a week. And then he started making other bigger purchases with the company credit card. Uh -uh. Because I don't know if they were one of those companies that they just don't check their card statements all that often or what it is. They just sort of 
see a balance and they pay it and they just call it good, which that's a whole other thing. Hmm. But eventually, you know, he said he got to the point where he was buying really expensive, like three, four hundred dollar items. No, no. I think the last thing he said was a PS5 or an Xbox, one a video game console. No. no. And finally, my friend, my Facebook friend. Mm-hmm. Talked to somebody that my that the, his brother in law works for, like the ha, the higher ups. Yes, ratted him out. Yeah, and he got fired, and they're looking at prosecuting him. Yeah, and so <laughs> he, I don't see a problem here. No, and I and I get that, but he was saying, you know, and I was it was almost like I wanted to reach out to him and be like, you need to call in about am I the bad guy? Uh, uh-huh. Because he was feeling a little guilty for turning in his brother in law, but he's like the dude was in the wrong. Yeah. And so this got me thinking about like, man, if I knew a friend or a family member was doing something illegal, would I turn them in? A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. Is it weird that I'm not like a hundred percent sold on it here? Okay. Here's what I would do. I would give them one out. Mm -hmm. I would give them one. You need to stop. If you stop it. I'll leave it alone. But if it keeps happening, I'm telling somebody. So you would straight up like tell them you were going to tell on. Yeah, of oh, course. Wow. Oh. oh my god, yes. See, I would just do it like if I did because do it. Because you don't I would, like confrontation. I don't. That's why. I don't like confrontation. That's why. So I would do it anonymously. I would like, like send an email to their company and be like, "Hey, somebody's buying stuff on your credit card." And by somebody, I mean this is exactly who it is and I'll give you yes, your name and yes. I'll tell you all the information. <laughs> Yeah, that would be that's that's different. Now, yeah. if you're just gonna like make an anonymous claim and not say who it is, but hey, I heard you might want to check your credit card <laughs> statement. That's one thing. But if it's to this point where they're buying hundreds of dollars worth of things, yeah, that's credit card theft. That's yeah. fraud. That is a very illegal thing. I've had my credit card number stolen. I've had people buy stuff with my credit card. It's not cool. Yeah, I'm not the same as a giant corporation or whatever, but still, this is like the gateway. Who's to say they're not going to steal it from somebody else mm-hmm. or some stealing is wrong no matter who you're stealing from. 515-244-4933. Would you turn in a friend or a family member if they had done something illegal? Mm. You maybe didn't see it, they just told you that they did something mm-hmm. illegal. Would you turn them in? I'm trying to think if I've had any other friends that have done illegal things. I can't think of any. What have you done recently? What could I do to turn you in? <laughs> I speed. But Des Moines but, Police Department, <laughs> I'm going to need it. you to prove check it. the cameras on 42nd and 235. Nah, please. see, I know where those are. Just uh, He doesn't pay attention. 515-244-4933. Would you turn in a friend or family member if they had done something illegal? Mornings with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. I was telling a story about how a Facebook friend of mine turned in their brother-in-law because apparently he was doing little naughty stuff with the company credit card at his job. He was, And the dumbest part about it, never mind the crime itself, the dumbest part was that he told somebody. He was bragging about it. Yeah, you can't do that. Said he started off just buying lunch for himself every once in a while. Then it, by the time he got done, before he got turned in, he was buying video game systems at like Target, which is just, I mean, ballsy beyond ballsy. Yeah. Uh, we want to know if you would ever turn in a family friend or coworker or somebody if they had done something illegal, if you knew. Hmm. 
515-244-4933. Let's start in small town Iowa with Deborah. Uh, This is a hard question. It is. um, I would probably have to have a chat with them because I've worked for a law firm. And uh, we had our bookkeeper was embezzling. Oh. Using the credit cards that racked up over $20,000 in a couple of years. Yeah. And because it was just the one attorney, one bookkeeper, one legal assistant type situation, it wasn't until she was gone for uh, some vacation days and we needed to get into her computer and she changed passwords so that we couldn't get in to, you know, get stuff. Oh. And so when she came back, the boss had to chat with her and she realized what was up and as soon as we got another bookkeeper in, we discovered it. Oh, boy. Yikes. And, yeah, we did have to file charges, you know, for insurance purposes and yeah. everything. But with, with a friend, uh, I would have a chat with them first, you know, and get them to stop doing it. Yeah. Because you, cause you will get caught eventually, and it's going to be a felony. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for the call today, Deborah. Let's go to Urbandale and talk to Kathy. Would you turn in somebody if you knew they were doing something illegal? This wasn't a friend or family member. It was a coworker. But I do have another example as well that was someone close to me. So the coworker, I blatantly watched as they were stealing money and putting it in their pocket. What? And I went and said something. Yeah, I did go say something to the boss because I'm like, you guys are paying us a wage here. You know, there is no need for anybody to be stealing this money. Yeah. So um, they bought, they brought that person in. I mean, HR came to me and was like, well, you know, I said, if I could show you, if I could pull my eyeballs out as a recording and show you the playback, I would. <laughs> but, you know, and they pulled that person in and talked to him, and she never admitted to it. But she got up and walked off the job. <laughs> well, if that doesn't yeah. say I'm guilty. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Why aren't they here? Thanks so much for the call, Kathy. Uh, on Facebook, I'm actually a little surprised. A lot of people saying, no, I'm not a snitch. <gasps> oh. I wouldn't turn him in. Several people, I will say, though, saying it depends on what it was. Because, mm. look, I'm not going to rat you out if you're speeding or you, you jaywalk. <laughs> but... I mean, if if I find out that if you're stealing money, yeah, if you're stealing money from your company or another person, yeah, you're doing something really, really bad like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Scott says, "Hell yes, I would turn him in." There you go, Scott. Uh, Amy says, "95 percent of the time, no, but there's that five percent five percent chance I'll consider it based on who and what they did." Somebody said, uh, "Depends on the family member." Mm. <laughs> And now, more fun with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Jeremy always knows how to ruin my day. I didn't do this. Yes, you did. How you, did I do this? You brought it up. Facebook did this. Yeah, so you, you were scrolling through your Facebook feed and yeah. you saw what? Somebody had a post and it was just some stupid thing. And of course, I had to follow through with it. Yeah. The song that was number one on your sixth birthday. Okay will determine how your 2024 is going to plan out. Okay, so if we do the math, you turned six in what year? 1987. Okay. So the number one song on your sixth birthday was... Yes. Shake down, break down, take down, everybody wants into the crowd alive. Break down, take down, you must stand. 
Okay, so you have Bob Seger yes. Shakedown from yes, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. You're, so, you're busted. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I said this the first time. You're like, oh, that's a great song. It is. And then I went and looked at the lyrics. It doesn't matter what the song sounds like. That's not going to determine anything. <laughs> the songs are, or the lyrics, it's okay you want to shine, but once you step across that line... <laughs> No matter where you hide, I'm coming after you. What am I going to do in 2024 where the cops are coming after me? I don't know, but I might be the one that turns you in. <laughs> what is happening? That's a little ominous to think about. Right? Breakdown, takedown, you're busted. Mm-hmm. Just about the time you think that it's all right. I'm not even going to know it's coming. I have a feeling it's going to be the IRS. <laughs> I think I'm going to get taken down by the IRS. Because they've be, been coming after me for years for no reason. And it'll be funny because when it makes the paper, you won't even be important enough to like get your name in the headline. It'll just say local DJ exactly. arrested for tax evasion. Exactly. Well, my sixth birthday was in 1983. Okay. And so my song. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> All alone, I sit by the phone waiting for you, baby. You're getting divorced. Apparently. <laughs> Later on, it says, go, go, go where you want, but don't leave me here forever. You, 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 stay away so long, girl. I see you never. Ah, Come on. Standing here baptized in all my tears. Oh, God. <laughs> You're getting divorced. I'm going to jail. This is quite the morning show. Well, we can't wait for you guys to find out who your new morning show is. <laughs> it may be 2025, but it's coming. It's Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. We were just talking about this a few days ago where the state of California has applied for a waiver so that they can stop servicing traditional landlines, at least in the state of California. Yeah. But essentially, it was the beginning of the end for the landline. They're supposed to phase it out over the next few years. Yeah. But apparently, the landline bat signal went up, (laughs) and it's Gen Z to the rescue. Leave it to TikTok to save the world again. (laughs) So apparently, Gen Zers find the landline... In some cases, confusing yeah. because we've seen the videos where they you hand a Gen Zer a landline and they go, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. Especially the rotary phone, they have no idea. Yeah. But some of them have figured out what they are and they actually find them quaint. Yeah. Um, a couple of influencers, and I say that word loosely. Yeah. Uh, on TikTok, a girl named Nicole Randon, uh, she's 24 years old. She says one of her first memories is a tan landline that her parents had mounted on the kitchen wall and that she had always fantasized about the day that she would have her own landline in her room. Mm-hmm. And she now showcases her 2000s nostalgia. <sighs> On her TikTok, I know it hurts. It just hurt, it hurt to even say it. She's got her room decorated with a bright pink boombox, a lot of Von Dutch accessories. Oh boy! So yeah, she says it makes her feel like a main character in some of her favorite TV shows, like Gilmore Girls, One Tree Hill. You know those oldie shows <laughs> that are out there. 
There's another girl on here um, who also thinks that the landline needs to come back because when people see her landline, they actually think it's a toy. And she says she's online all the time, so it's nice to disconnect and only talk to somebody on a landline because the novelty of being in one place talking to somebody is amazing. See, and we couldn't wait to not be tied down to one place. That's why they invented the cordless phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not only do they want landlines back, they're bringing back the corded landline. That's what they like. One girl enjoys twirling it in her fingers while she talks to her very small amount of friends on it because she is very choosy about who she gives a landline number to because when that landline rings, since it doesn't have things like call ID... <laughs> which she's very excited about. She knows that it's going to be somebody that she loves Mm -hmm. because she's only given the number to a few people. First of all, I thought caller ID was a standard. It is on cell phones. It wasn't on on landlines. But I mean, because we had caller ID back in the day. That was a big deal. We did. We didn't have to star 69 anybody. Yeah, we had the, the, the giant box, the big white box that had like the names and the phone number on it. You were fancy. We were. You were definitely fancy. Did you have one of these things that um, this girl is talking about? She says, quote, I have a tape. What's it called? A voice box thing. A voicemail machine? <laughs> it's called an answering machine. Yeah. It has a little tape in it. Tapes have this film that like spins. Oh yeah. Um, they're, they're using this nostalgia and they're into it. They love it. They love the corded landline. And the tape voicemail machine. Okay, I I don't want landlines coming back. I need to know which Gen Z influencers I need to go talk to and show them CD players and CDs because that's what I need to come back. I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to happen if fetch. if fetch vinyl isn't coming ha- fetch isn't going to happen. If vinyl can come back and cassettes can come back, CDs are going to as well. Quit trying to make it come back. It's going to come back. Nope.